and welcome back to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly, and OTAs have officially begun for the Steelers. Now we gave you some OTA primer, some some OTAs prep over the weekend to get you ready for what to expect. Um, but Dale. There was a question coming into this week about how many Steelers would show up and which Steelers would show up for the voluntary OTAs. But the most tenured players on both sides of the ball, that being Cam Hayward of the defense and Ben Roethlisberger of the offense, were there in full force working out with the team. And Cam Hayward, you you wrote about this on DKPittsburghSports.com. It said, hey, the Steelers gave us some concessions about coming in here. What do you think that says after all the hoopla that was being made about players not showing up for these voluntary workouts? Well, I just, I think that the, you know, the, the players and the team came together much as they are around the league and, and, you know, came up with a plan that makes sense for both sides and, and, you know, are moving forward. Um, I, you know, I think, you know, the coaching staffs want to practice. Uh, they want to get the, these young guys on the field to start acclimating them to professional football. And, you know, um, the players, uh, you know, guys like Cam Hayward see the value in these OTAs for the younger players. And, and so, you know, you find a way to make that happen. And that's what they did. And, and I think that says a lot, too, about the Steelers being able to hear their players out and work with them in that situation. Um, but it seemed like, it, you know, it went across the board too. you know, you know, people, you know, people brought up how Ben Roethlisberger showing up first day of OTAs working with all the quarterbacks, not that he hasn't done it before, but there's been times where, you know, he hasn't been at, been at every practice. And I, I, I think there was a, a, a kind of resounding response that said that looked at this one and said, Hey, you know, the Steelers, they're showing up and, you know, it's spring. It's not even the mandatory minicamp. These are still the voluntary OTAs and by and large, they're out here working and Cam Hayward talked about, you know, he talked about how people have been talking about Ben Roethlisberger in his uh, press availability Tuesday, you know, kind of, you know, start, start, start defending Ben Roethlisberger. And it seems clear to me, these guys are hearing what people are saying about the Steelers and how they're kind of discounting them and who might win the AFC North or be competitive in the playoffs. And, and do you think that that's, that's also firing up these guys as they're going through this offseason? Look, I, I've been around Ben Roethlisberger long enough to know that I guarantee you it fires him up. <laughs> um, you know, he's as, he's as competitive as anybody I've been around. And so, uh, you know, if people are going to talk bad about him. He's going to he's going to respond to that uh, in responding kind. And I would expect him to have a good season this year, at least as, as good as he's physically capable of having. And, you know, people want to want to, uh, you know, kind of try to to uh, say he's done and, and all these things, he hears everything. He hears all of that. And I don't think he's done by any, any stretch of the imagination. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him come out and have a good year because of it. I mean, that's the other thing. He does respond to that. Like, I, I'll never forget. And again, this was just me in college watching the Steelers, but I'll never forget when he threw the touchdown pass against the Ravens in the away game of 2008, uh, where it was like the, the, you know, late in the game and Antonio Holmes barely over the line uh, with, with the touchdown that won them the game against the Ravens completing the sweep that year. He said it in, in the, in the press conference, he's like, Oh yeah. And that's cause I hold on to the ball too long. So, I mean, this has been a thing that Ben's kind of, he hears what's said about him and, and he kind of takes it out on, on opponents. And, and right now there's, of course, there's no opponent to take it out on, 
but he's showing up and he's he's being he's being the leader they they need him to be and not that he hasn't been a leader before it it just it screams to me that you know maybe all this talk is Steelers fans on Twitter and social media they they do not like the the way that people are talking about their quarterback you know Mike Tannenbaum has said for two years in a row that Ben's the worst quarterback in the AFC North uh you know people you know a lot of Las Vegas opened the betting odds with the Steelers being having the third uh, the third best chances or third third best odds to win the division, um, you know, and, and there is that consistent discounting of these guys. You know, we often hear teams say it's us versus the world, but like oftentimes it's kind of bogus when the when the Patriots do it. It's like dog, everybody picked y'all to win the Super Bowl this year. Why were you? We, you know, you got Tom Brady, you got this defense, you got these weapons, but at the same time, the Steelers they kind of have a legitimate claim to that right now with the criticisms being heaped from all sides on them. Yeah. There, I mean, you know, look, people are going to say what they're going to say and, and, you know, you, you can't do anything about it until you actually get on the field. And, you know, the last time that people saw the Steelers, well, they were, you know, the thing that gets me is people say, well, they went one and five down the stretch. Uh, you know, one only, only won one of their last four games. Well, they could have very easily won the game in Cleveland had they not tanked the game. They didn't tank the game, but they certainly didn't play their starters. Right. You tell me if, if Roethlisberger doesn't play that game, if TJ Watt doesn't play that game, Cam Hayward uh, doesn't play that game, the Steelers don't win it uh, with the Browns needing to win that football game. That's why I'm not sold on the Browns being the world yeah. beaters that they are. The Steelers essentially handed them a playoff win when they needed to win a football game against the Steelers. The Steelers had a chance, a very good chance to win that game in Cleveland against a very desperate Cleveland team. So, you know, I don't think that the Browns are are who they were in the playoffs, nor do I think that the team that the Steelers beat 38 to six uh, at Heinz Field early in the season. I think, that you know, there's somewhere in between the Steelers are the same way you could pick out, I don't know, three or four teams okay these these teams are the best teams in the league tampa buffalo kansas city yeah uh you know maybe a couple others in there and then there's a bunch of teams you know 10 to 12 teams that are in the middle there cleveland pittsburgh and baltimore are all in that range if you ask me i don't think i think they all have some issues um you know can they overcome those can they get hot at the right time sure uh you know it's just a matter of of you know what happens after that so you know there's a lot of football to be played. 17 weeks is a long time. Um, you know, they don't hand out trophies at midseason, as the Steelers found out last year. They hand one out at the end of the year, and that goes to the champion. So, you know, what happens in the offseason doesn't really matter. You know, the rest of that will get itself figured out. Yeah, I, I agree with that assessment. And, and again, right now, you know, we said this whole the whole last episode of the Lolly Steeler, uh, the Lolly Carter podcast. We were talking about how don't read too much into what happens in these OTAs unless it's someone getting hurt. Then that's that's a whole different story. But don't read too much into how you know you know if oh such and such is is running with the first team or such and such is doing this. You know, like I we posted like Dale, you you took videos at practice and you posted you know just some of the individual drills the Steelers were going through. And there's some people saying, oh man, look at Josh Dobbs's arm. He threw a laser with that. And it's like, okay, listen, I get that you're starved for football. I I, I really do as as a footballaholic, as a person who watches film every day of his life. I get that and, and, and wanting to see some new stuff. And especially if you're a Steelers fan, you're like, oh, I need something to chew on. I, I understand that anxiety. I understand that that thirst. But this is still just OTAs. 
understand that there's a lot more of these rides. You're going to have about a, about 30 more of them videos before we even get to training camp. And uh, uh, that you're going to be able to be, people are going to be breaking down how Najee Harris's footwork looks in certain drills. It's just, don't pay attention to that as much. What I do think is cool to see is the temperament you see from these guys in these moments. Cause you have some years where Antonio Brown was making headlines for, for saying, where's Ben Roethlisberger at such and such OTA. That's not the case th- at this time around. No. Um, you know, so you know, Ben was there the first day. I don't know that he'll be there consistently. I don't know that anybody's going to be there consistently right. except for the young guys. Um, you know, certain guys will be there. Certain guys won't. It's, it's their, their voluntary sessions. That's, you know, it is what it is. Exactly. They're voluntary sessions. Um, and, and, and again, this is going to, you know, a lot of this is going to be about just getting guys reacclimated to the team, getting guys who haven't been there acclimated to the team, you know, kind of, you know, working together in some drills. You know, you saw Ben Roethlisberger throw a deep pass to, to Najee Harris. So just getting the feel for each other and getting the feel for the Steelers staff, which is, which is what you, which is what you expect. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested to see, we don't know every day, you know, who's going to be speaking because of the nature of OTAs, you know, we're not there. The Steelers can't be sure about who exactly is going to show up, but we do get us. We, 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 I think we will get a sense each day, each day we move forward here, how these guys are feeling coming back into the situation. Cause this time last year, what they were doing zooms, they, you know, they had to do, they, they had to do virtual things. I mean, heck Cam Hayward even said in his zoom appearance on Tuesday, he's like, I, I miss doing things the normal way. He says, virtuality sucks. You know, he even said that on there. So I, I think it's going to be interesting just to hear and peel back the layers of just where these guys heads at, as they're getting ready to step back into the NFL after what happened at the end of last season. Yeah, if you're a first or second year player, this is really the first time you've gotten to do this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's you know, these are important in that respect. Uh, the Steelers are installing a new offensive scheme slash system. That's why it's also important that, that, you know, a lot of these young offensive players are there. I'm sure a lot of the veteran guys, as Cam Hayward uh, you know, talked about, they're working out on their own and they have a pretty good idea. It's, you know, they worked with Matt Canada last year, so they have at least a base knowledge of what he's going to ask them to do. Uh, but these young guys, this is all new to them. So you, you got to get as much uh, much of this in as you can. You only have 10 of these. Agreed. You know, you, you only get so many of these in and you need to be learning reps. And, 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 and even not just the rookies, but like you said, the second year players, but even guys like Justin Lane who got to prove themselves. This is going to be, you know, they need to kind of take every opportunity they can to get themselves in a good pole position for when training camp starts to know, to get, you know, get inside that. Okay. I know this guy came to do, came and did this, you know, during OTAs. I know this guy came and did that and help yourself out to try and earn your spot on the depth chart. Even if you, even if you feel comfortable that you're going to make the roster, like maybe Justin Lane does, you know, you gotta, you gotta earn, you gotta earn your spot to get more playing time this year. And every one of those snaps, if you're an unproven player in that situation is going to count, uh, you know, for or against that. So, I do think you're right. There's a lot that could be just in though for those players, these practices should mean a whole lot. Yeah. And that's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, the young guys need the extra work and that's what they're getting. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, I want to keep talking to Dale about things as we're getting into the Steelers OTAs. It's still spring, but there's certainly a lot to talk about with this team on that right after this. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back here on the Wally Carter Steelers podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. So, Let's take a step back from what the Steelers are working on right now and look at something the NFL has been working on. Uh, It is announced that 30 teams in the NFL, 30 of the 32, have officially approved to uh, work at to have full capacity stadiums, at least a plan to have full capacity stadiums, should everything continue working in a positive direction uh, going into September when the NFL season kicks off. And the Steelers were one of those 30 teams, which comes as no surprise. Art Rooney's, you know, Art Rooney's made, made it very clear that they were planning on trying to get full capacity back. And as most stadiums and most organizations in the country have, but Dale, I think that there's a good bit of excitement from fans to, to be able to see and hear that they're going to be able to kind of have an impact on the game again, because, you know, there's a lot of teams out there with impressive home environments and the Steelers have been one of them. The Steelers have impressive away environments too. But when I, when, when you, when you look back, people talk about the renegade and even though they were, they played renegade in the stadium last year, it's not the same when Heinz field is packed. It's an important game and the fans are into it. I just, I, I think that getting this back will be a much more of a positive for the Steelers than maybe some other teams. Yeah, I mean that's one of the reasons why they have a you know a home field advantage. Obviously, they've been a good football team, but the you know the crowds at Heinz Field also play a factor in that. The crowds that they get on the road play a factor in that as well. And you know if you look at it right now, thirty of the thirty-two teams have been given approval. The only two that are we're still waiting on are the Broncos and Colts. Uh, you would expect them to get the green light here soon as well. In fact, I can tell you that uh, in July I'm going to a, a concert at Lucas Oil Stadium. Whoa. So I- Assume that that they will open the stadium up uh, for the football team that is the resident team there. So you know, uh, I would certainly hope that by September or even you know August uh, for preseason games, they'll be open. Uh, you know, for for business in, in Indianapolis as well. Um, you know, things are opening back up, and so uh, you know, you you hope that that's the next step here that all thirty two teams get uh, fans in a stadium. That that is the the, the hope that everyone has. Um, I, I just, I continue to look at how, you know, how everyone was talking about, you know, what, what the impact was. And you and I talked about this going into last season with the impact of not having fans in the stadium and what might get heard or said. And and we've even seen players since then, Marlon Humphrey talked about how he could hear Ben Roethlisberger call out signals to his receivers and figure out which routes they, which routes they were about to run. So, you know, there was an obvious impact of that, but now what's going to be the flip side of flipping back to the norm of you're not going to be able to hear much of anything. And, you know, teams needing to use silent counts again, those type of things, they may sound minor, especially when you're talking about it in mid-May or late May, where, wow, we're in late May, geez, time flies. Um, 
but you know, you, I get, I get talking about it, about it now, but still, those are things that are going to impact how teams perform and feel comfortable on game days come September, October, November and such. Yeah. I mean, there are things that you have to adjust to. I mean, I can remember talking to, to Cam Hayward uh, last spring and he talked about, you know, how the defense was going to be able to hear what the offenses were saying. Uh, that certainly was the case. Um, you know, you also, you know, talking to Ramon Foster about it, um, you know, talked about how, you know, if you're a veteran player, you could read, uh, you know, what players were going to do based on, you know, what the, you, you hear the guy behind, beside the young guy, tell him, Hey, you're, you're going to do this on this player, you know? So everybody's looking for an edge. Everybody's always going to look for an edge, no matter what. And, you know, that, that lack of uh, noise and crowd noise in the stadiums, was certainly an edge for the visiting teams. And, 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 you know, that's not going to be the case anymore. Now, all of a sudden, all those rookie quarterbacks from last year are going to have to get accustomed to, uh, you know, maybe they got a little lax on some things. They didn't worry as much about, uh, you know, learning hand signals and all that stuff. Well, you're going to have to do that this year. You're going to have to know all, all your check downs and hand signals and things of that nature. And so it's going to change the game back to uh, the way it's, well, the way it's supposed to be played in front of people. This is entertainment after all, right? It, it's all, it's all about entertainment and, you know, yes, you can watch the game on, on TV and you could be entertained by it, but it's certainly, uh, I know a lot of people would much rather uh, be watching a game in a stadium as opposed to sitting at home and doing so. And I certainly know the players uh, would like that as well. I can remember David DeCastro talking about how it just wasn't sure, you know, why are we, you know, why are we doing this if we're not doing it for the, you know, with fans there it, it kind of saps the energy out of you a little bit. It's not as fun. I mean, you get accustomed the whole time you play, uh, you know, starting, you know, in, in junior high, there's fans there, you know, the whole way up through the whole time you play and there's people yelling and screaming and cheering. It had to be just so strange to go through that last year to, to play in empty stadiums. I know it was strange to watch every time I was in one of those stadiums and, you know, you go to giant stadium uh, for the opener in the Meadowlands and, it's like a big mausoleum yeah and you, you know it, it was completely empty i mean we're sitting out they had us eating the, the the food uh that was served before the game we ate it out in the concourse um and there's no fans there and it's just silence the whole way around and they had everybody everybody was spread out and you had to be socially distanced and wear your mask and all that stuff it's all done folks <laughs> it's all done i i, I I do hope we get to that point where everyone can feel comfortable doing this. But on, on top of that, you know, talking about how, how, how that just getting that feel back for things, you know, I think people do underestimate sometimes how loud it can be. I've been on Heinz Field's turf when even it's just like, I've been there for Whippeal championships and, you know, I've heard, I've heard what it's like when you're on the field. And even if it's just a few thousand screaming fans, and even then it's t when you're not used to that kind of noise, it, it, it's tough. Um, but when you boost it up to a full capacity stadium as the Steelers plan to, that's going to be in another impossible situation. And again, it forces silent counts. It forces, you know, more hand signals and, you know, tougher communication things. And then, you know, and then also dealing with it, you know, something that, you know, I, I think that, you know, everyone talks about is the renegade and being able to do that. And Cam Hayward's like, Oh, we going renegade. You know, the Steelers are excited to get that back. You know, I know that people try to play off the run or opponents try to play off the renegade, but there's plenty of times when it plays. I mean, the, the other team, they look like they, they look like they're kind of whistling through the graveyard at times. And they're like, okay, we're trying to act like we don't care. 
but this is a loud environment and these guys are preying on us. This is a defense that's known for creating turnovers, known for hitting hard and, and, and causing the big play on defense. And, and that is the MO of this Steelers team. And all last year when they were a top five defense, they didn't get the benefit of that. And you're right. It's weird, Dale. When I was covering pit football, you know, it was weird when like you heard like automated crowd noise coming from the speakers. I'm like, what? I, 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 I'm going to be, I'm going to be kept adjusting to this myself because this was my first full year covering sports uh, for, at full time. And that was the environment I got used to both at Heinz Field and the Pete. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, it's going to be a welcome addition. I can't wait uh, for that first game. It's going to, of course, the Steelers will get the kickoff things at the, uh, at the Hall of Fame game. Uh, mm-hmm. I assume there'll be fans there. I would assume there'll be a large Steeler contingency there uh, for ev- everything that weekend. And, uh, you know, maybe this is the first step towards also uh, having things opened up for training camp as well. Though maybe we'll see some fans out there, uh, but uh, certainly a nice first step. Certainly will be a nice first step. And we'll, you'll be taking that first step with us as you follow along with our coverage of the Steelers at DKPittsburghSports.com. Thanks so much for listening to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast along with our entire podcast network on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are hosted. Rate us five stars with a positive comment. That stuff really helps out with the show and, 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 the, and the podcast network. Stay tuned. We got a lot more coming your way on this podcast network, both free. And remember to subscribe to DKPittsburghSports.com to get all of our great coverage there and our subscription content. The Penguins play tonight to avoid elimination in New York. It's going to be a, it's going to be an exciting one. You'll want all of our coverage on that, especially and also while the Steelers are going through OTAs, all of Dale and I's coverage. And of course, Alex and, and Gerard covering the Pirates as, as they're figuring out how to get through the year that is 2021. I'm Chris Carter and Dale Lolly. Thanks so much for listening.